friends and welcome hello hello and welcome to beyond small talk every thursday at the four o'clock eastern standard hour except this one this is the nighttime edition well for me nighttime is 7 p.m so it's the nighttime edition of beyond small talk real women real conversations elevating womankind one talk at a time my name is Jackie Janik, and I'm the women, a women's empowerment coach, helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today, you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Again, real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And I'm really excited for today's co-host. Her name is Janelle De La Rosa, and her um, handle is plus size underscore professional. Yay! And you're on. And I'm so happy to meet her. Um, this is our first in real life meeting and the topic is around Plus Amplified. Now, Plus Amplified, she's the co-founder of this wonderful organization. It's a community dedicated to redefining the fat experience. And I am just so excited to talk to her. Women's bodies, what does it mean? What does it look like? People have a lot of opinions about it lately. And I wanna hear from her perspective. Hi. Hi. Janelle, nice to meet you. You as well. I have just been loving your IG. So I'm putting all your information here. Oh, no. Did you fall off? Oh, shit. She fell off. Oh, my God. Let's get her right back on. Ah! How did that just happen? Oh, shit. Janelle, we just lost you. Okay. Now we're coming right back. That was so weird. Okay. I know Mercury is out of retrograde, but a lot of, like, shit has been happening in my tech world, and I don't understand why. Hi. We're back. What was that? I was like... I don't know what happened. I know, like, oh, I'm so excited to meet you. Boom. I don't know what happened. <laughs> and I know, like, Mercury is out of retrograde, but I still feel like shit happens afterwards. Like, it doesn't, like, just cut off, right? I know. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So I'm very excited to meet you and having this conversa conversation. I'm like, oh, like, I've been watching you. I'm, like, a little fanning out on you. So oh, excuse me that I'm <laughs> tripping over my words. But welcome to Beyond Small Talk. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy that um, that Tanya connected us. Yeah, she's wonderful and awesome. I love her. And, oh, we've been, I've known her for like almost 10 years now. And I'm like, have I really known you that long? But you haven't aged a bit. <laughs> she, I mean, she always looks so flawless. Tanya and I met um, at Luminary. Yeah. So she's a member to Luminary and I used to run the, um, the membership and overall um, new partnership, essentially like development over at Luminary. And that's how we met. That's awesome. Um, can I didn't, did not do you any justice by inter, um, introducing you at all. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hi, everyone. I'm super excited to be here and to be having this amazing conversation. My name is Janelle De La Rosa. My pronouns, pronouns are she and her. Um, to give a little background on myself um, and where, where I hail from. So I'm originally from New Jersey, but I've been in Brooklyn, New York for about 10 years now. Um, in terms of my background, um, I like to say during the day, well, I'd say holistically, my overall goals and what I love to work on is just I work in diversity, equity and inclusion. Uh, during the day, what that looks like is I work for an organization called JobWell, uh, which essentially we work to develop and help Latinx, Black and Native American professionals and students be able to connect with organizations. So I am a diversity consultant there where I work and partner with Fortune 500 companies on helping them with their basically strengthen their diversity hiring practices and what that looks like. And I've worked in diversity for probably about five years now. Um, and then I would say on the, the side of that and like my my baby that's close to my heart, as you mentioned, is, is Plus Amplified, um, which is an organization that we we started about we like came together I want to say like about two years ago now mm -hmm. um but we've been kind of launched for about a year which is still in the diversity realm of things but it's really focusing on size diversity and creating an inclusive community for individuals to be able to you know upskill have resources and 
tools and network. Um, and in addition to that, I have a, a lovely show that I host once a week uh, that is on IG Live with um, my good friend and actually roommate co-host. Her name is Stephanie Malik. Um, her handle's at Bella Bombshell. And it's called Thick City. And that show is really just, it's very fun and a nice departure from I feel like my other work is really fun and impactful, but it can be a lot more serious. So I think our conversation and our show that we host on a weekly basis is really more focused on just like living in a plus size body in New York City, dating, um, you know, she's a plus size model and influencer and like what that experience is like for her. And then also just like our experiences, like living, you know, in, in New York in our in our thirties, essentially. That's awesome. I caught the episode when you were talking about interborough dating. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which I think because before doing this, I, I dabbled in love and relationship coaching and I was single in my 20s in New York and I felt the same way. Um, I don't at that time. I mean, I'm 45 now. So like interborough dating, I wouldn't go to Brooklyn. And I was like, who was I like Brooklyn wasn't as cool. It is like I think now. But when you said Staten Island <laughs> was dying because that's my exact thing. I was like, Staten yeah, Island, no, no, these no. people and from there. <laughs> Interborough dating, like realness, it's real. Like it's a real thing. Like if I have to take the subway and it's gonna take me more than an hour to get to you, like oh. this is just not gonna work. It's not gonna work. <laughs> um, and and like, to answer your question in the comments, um, I grew up in Belleville, New Jersey, North Newark, so Essex County, so Northern New Jersey. But awesome. um, but yeah, interborough dating is real, and it's I, I find that now that I'm working remotely, which um, my organization, you know, we're a tech company and all these things. And but we gave up our office during the Ooh. pandemic. So now we're fully remote. So now I really don't leave Brooklyn unless I need to. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm in Long Island City, which I don't know if yeah, it's growing on me. I've been here now six years and I moved because I, you know, birthed the child and I needed more space. I lived on the Upper West Side for 14 years, you know, before it was like it is now or pre-COVID and um so LIC kind of is growing on me Queens is growing on me because it's you know different kind of people are in Queens love you Queens people. it's just different people yeah exactly exactly um so I'm excited about this conversation it is something that um I think has been evolving during my day job I'm in fashion eyewear and I've done a bajillion photo shoots things like this and I'm one to blame that uh around retouching and altering photos and I've realized that even um my language and narrative around my body and size that when my goddaughter Melanie like chin checked me about two years ago how oh. what I say and she remembers me talking about my weight and size mm -hmm. I was like oh boy um you know what am I saying that my daughter's picking up yeah. at eight years old you know so I'm very interested in in your perspective and um this open and honest dialogue and conversation um can you start with what is plus amplified and um what was your purpose around starting it co-founding it yeah, absolutely. So the concept around Plus Amplified really was essentially, it's it's for women um, that really we have specific different, um, I'd say specific, specific focuses that we have in terms of like where our, um, you know, one is a stylist, the other one again is, is a model and public speaker, myself being a diversity specialist and really, you know, having that lens to to speak to individuals from that capacity. The other is a weight neutral health coach. So I think we all came together and realized that we were consistently having this similar narrative, right? About community, about providing opportunities, about resources, tools. And we kind of looked at each other and said, there's this huge space and opportunity that we can really drive impact. What can that look like? Like what actually is that impact that we can help to make, you know, not only within our, our community, because I think taking a full step back, we realized our privilege, meaning we're women that live in New York City. We have the ability to have a really 
beautiful community of plus size women and women identified individuals that we had the privilege to be around. So that helped to empower us, to give us that confidence, to give us that sense of community and belonging where we could be able to lean, lean on each other in different capacities, whether that be from tools or resources or all these different pieces. And we took a step back and said, people all over the country don't have this. People don't have these resources, you know, and, and this was something that all of us had, again, you know, having our own journeys of living in living in fat bodies and living, you know, being plus size women and what that's meant to us said, why don't we come together, pool our talents, pool these resources, these networks that we have, and let's think about how we can help the masses with this and what does that really look like and really create this collaborative community, this safe space safe intellectual space that we can be able to share with others where they can be open, they can be honest, they can be real, and ultimately be able to come together, connect and walk away with tangible ways that their lives can be better. Whether that be just from like a networking capacity and meeting other people that are like yourself or that you feel open to talk about things or from a resource perspective, how do you thrive? How do you thrive in your life and, and deal with the fact that the reality is, when you think about the world of, of diversity, equity, inclusion, size it is something that affects all of us. Size, equity, that component, that piece, and it's something that the majority of people don't touch, don't talk about, or they feel uncomfortable talking about. Um, so we really wanted to be disruptors in the space. Yeah, and I think after, you know, reading, and I just love a community dedicated to redefining the fat experience, um, one, I love community. That's why I started Beyond Small Talk. I want to have these conversations where people feel safe and to come to a space that if they don't know, it's okay to ask. There's no like dumb question. So I preface that by saying <laughs> um, the word fat. Uh, how do you feel about that word? And, you know, like, what do you, what's your thoughts around it? Right, because great question. Um, the word fat has become this four letter word taboo this word that it, it it evokes pain it evokes hurt trauma all these different things mm -hmm. why because we've allowed it we've allowed it to take on that form right so what we wanted to do and actually we we created an entire series that the series was called redefining the f word mm -hmm. the concept being how do you take away the power that we've allowed this word to have so I think for me personally, you know, as someone that has always lived in a plus size body, you know, that I was sent to fat camp when I was a child, when I was nine years old, you know, it's been something that I've been on a journey with my entire existence. So there was a lot of trauma that lived within that word. And for me for a very long time. And I think it's something that I still am on a journey with. Right. But I think what I've learned to do is to remove the stigma and the trauma from the word. It's an experience that you, you've tied it to in your life and not to give that word power and not to let the people that are leveraging that word against you hold that power. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because like when I think about the word fat, when I'm 45, so think about like when I started looking at fashion magazines and totally. going into stores and my mom has always, since I've been born, has been in plus size um, clothing and mm -hmm. I don't know you're a lot younger than me but when we were shopping I remember where she would have to go down in the basement on Macy's in the back corner hasn't really changed and, not that much right so this is what has stayed in my mind when growing up and as a teenager etc I was always like oh I'm fat like I probably have said that word more than a billion times I remember just growing up and right. because yeah, the, the magazines, fashion, everything is put like this stigma of like, what does your size equal you as a human being? Meaning like, I've seen people when I was younger, you know, look at my mom um, in certain ways, like, and I still hear it now. If you see some, a full finger woman eating, all of a sudden it's like, she shouldn't right. be eating that. Well, like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, a hundred percent. There's, it's, there's there's a stigma, right? There's a stigma around 
the word there's a stigma around what it means also to feel comfortable in your body and in your skin and, mm -hmm. and being and being a fat woman and it makes people uncomfortable right it makes people uncomfortable when lizzo puts on the same outfit that rihanna put on but because lizzo is comfortable in her body and is a plus-size woman people are offended by that you know it's the same reason why plus-size creators on social media are are shadow banned or their position in ways because they're showing more skin because their bodies are bigger. They're not getting the opportunity to wear the same things that a straight figure woman would wear. Right. So, and I think when you think about like the journey, you're talking about your mother, like it's the opposite spectrum for me. Like my mom has always been smaller, but kind of has always journeyed with her weight. And I think, you know, was always, and is still like always on like a perpetual diet. There's always yeah. something that she's doing, right? And and I think the self, the negative self body talk is something that it is, again, it's a journey. It's not something that changes overnight. Um, and I think what, part of what we really wanted to do was help to open up those conversations about like, look, we all have those points of reference. We all have experiences, whether they be personal or other people, whatever it is in our lives that you can now start to understand where those words are just not acceptable anymore. And you have to be able to understand like, what does that evolution look like for yourself? Talking about it, being able to say like, okay, I'm comfortable in this body, right? Um, I think I could go on and on about it all day, but. Yeah, no, I love this because um, again, my age and just, I've always grown up, loved and adored fashion that I didn't see this. Right. I didn't see and I've never um, I've always been a size predominantly around a six, eight. Right. And then I had a baby and I was 38, 36 years old. It's it it stayed on me like it just did. So mm -hmm. then I had I worked and continue to work on accepting a different size that I'm in and dressing myself different and but more importantly how do I feel in it and I have to be honest I struggle and I and because I feel like it's years and years of messaging from when I was you know four or five years old until I'm in my 20s and hearing my mom talk and my mom's friends talk and what I see on TV and you know I remember when I was a kid reading those little fashion magazines in my teens and I'm like how did I I know how I got here, right? And I work as a coach and this is my like this is my my place where I struggle with my weight and my perception of what other people see me as yeah. this weight. Or my sister works in HR and she's like, Well, it's true. When some full figured people, women in particular, go out for jobs, she's like, It's true. People will look at you different. I was like, That's really fucked up she's like your age and your weight so now i'm in my 40s and i'm good you know i'm not a size four she's like you will be perceived differently in maybe your skills level your behavior etc i was like that's messed up yeah it's it, it's 100 percent true right and i think you know i've i worked in corporate america my whole life right i began my career in the health tech world um, where I worked for a multitude of years and then made a shift in diversity, equity, inclusion. Um, and, and throughout that entire journey, I was always on the client-facing side, business development in all different capacities and what that looked like. And I can tell you candidly that I've been discriminated against, right, based upon my size in a multitude of different ways, whether that be not getting the job or that, you know, based upon, regardless of my skill set, Right. Because you're thinking about a woman in sales or they have to look a certain kind of way. What is you know, what what does that dictate? And it's all bullshit. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think when I think about the conversation that I had conversations I have now with my clients, when we're looking through a, a, a racial equity lens, in addition to that, it's, you know, I challenge them and say, let's talk a little bit about size diversity and start to probe into their minds. And this is some of the biggest global companies in the world. And part of what the eventual evolution and growth for us on the Plus Amplified side is potentially for us to be able to go and connect with these organizations and provide them the same sort of trainings and development that you're now getting in these large organizations around diversity of whether that be LGBTQ, veterans, um, individuals, you know, from, from a racial equity perspective, then I think size equity is a piece that needs to be involved in the conversation because it doesn't matter what your color is, what your background is, 
where you could be the smartest person in the world. You can have the best pedigree, all the, check all the boxes. If you look a certain way, you are going to get judged because of that unconscious bias that lives within all of us because of the way that we've been conditioned from society, right? It's like you mentioned from those fashion magazines, like, I mean, I'm a fashion lover. I, I love it. I'm a huge vintage lover. I love fashion. I've always been the girl that also flipped through Bazaar, flipped through Vogue. Yeah. Used to, like, we'll never forget my first runway show, you know, all those different things that were so important to me. And one of the reasons why I shifted into vintage clothes is because I couldn't find clothes that fit me. Right. And you had to learn how to make do with what you had. You talked about your mom shopping in Macy's in the basement. Yeah. Guess what? That's still real today. The majority is, is like, as a plus size woman, we have a lot more options online. Yeah. But I can guarantee you shopping in stores and I'm a size 18, which is like, right, like small middle from like a plus perspective, I would say like a, a normal, like standard, standard plus size is really like that size when you think about like a fit and all of those different components in the plus size world. Recently, I had to go get a gown for a wedding. I had ordered a gown online, it ends up not fitting all these other reasons, fine, 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 whatever it was my fault, I should have like sized up because you know, gowns are usually never their normal yeah, size. Fine. So I, I get the dress and then I'm like, all right, well, I have like a short time frame. So let me just go drive out to Long Island. I'll go to the mall, went to Roosevelt Field Mall. Um, mm -hmm, I know it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're like, all right, there's department stores here. I'm going to find something. I mean, the shopping experience was so taxing emotionally. Like I ended up walking away with a dress, but was it something that I probably would have picked mom? Like if that was the only, like not the only option, absolutely not. Um, I went to these, you know, Bloomingdale's Nordstrom Macy's and ended up buying a dress in Macy's having to go to the plus size section that was in the basement. It's on still the in the basement. Still, in the, still on the bottom floor on the same floor as like houseware and cookware yes. in the corner in the corner, but out of Bloomingdale's Nordstrom, it was the best option that I was able to find. And it was horrific to me. Um, and there's this, uh, the, the founder of Mega Babe, which I'm not sure if you're familiar with Mega Babe. I follow her. Yeah. So Katie, Katie. Serno, she did this whole story um, about her shopping experience. Yeah. In, she, in Manhattan. She was like, in Soho. In and, and it's like, we live in one of the biggest cities in the world. Also, the plus size community, 65% of the entire population of the country is above a size 16. Yeah. We're the majority. We're not the minority. We're the ones spending the dollar. Like, why do we, why do we have to shop in a basement? It's crazy. It's crazy to think that A, I had to go to Long Island, that I couldn't trust that I was going to get enough options in Manhattan. Which why, is like, insane. Which is insane. Why do I have to yeah. order everything online? Why can't I deserve an in-person shopping experience? But I digress. It just goes back again to having the right people in the room, having the right people in the room. And this goes the same when you're talking about any sort of across the board, like developing inclusion and, and equity, right? You have to start at that inception piece. When you're, when you're planning and you're developing your line, when you're planning and developing your, your organization, you have to have the right people at that seat with you so that it becomes an inclusive thought and an inclusive narrative. Versus if you don't, then guess what? It's just not going to end up making sense. Mm -hmm. and, and this I is think, what's happening. I didn't yeah. even know that till I saw Kate and I follow her. I think she's hilarious. Yeah, right? she First of all, she just like have a, like a really good personality and she, yeah. she's entertaining. And um, during COVID, whatever, I have uh, ventured into new sizing. And I am now that jean size of like 30, over 31. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm not a, like over 31. I didn't even know that I didn't have that option to find that in the stores until I saw her shopping experience. I was yeah. like, that is so messed up. Like I didn't know. And you know, that's my fault and my naiveness that I've been 10, 10, like in my late, I've been I mean, 10. So you could find that stuff. Right. Know, but like, right. You right. don't know so, what you don't know. That's, that's just what it comes down to. And now that I'm entering and it is what it is, I'm like, 
I can't, like, I can't go to a store. And then if you try and buy things, that means you have to put all this money up front, order online, wait a few days, then try everything on. It's, it's so much more to do to yeah. find, like, I was like, I just want a pair of jeans that I feel good in. Like, I yeah. don't even give a shit at this point. What's the brand? What's the price? What? I just want to feel really friggin' good in a pair of jeans. Right. Exactly. I, I will say as, as, you know, and again, like, I'm a fashion girl, right? I love... Yeah mixing and matching different pieces. I love the art of shopping in the stores. You know, I, I love having that, having that option. I love having that experience. And recently, and, and again, like I hadn't shopped Old Navy and oh my goodness, in forever, ever, ever. I um, leverage them usually for like workout clothes and things like that. But so they came up with this new body equity campaign where now they're, they're carrying in stores all the way up to a size 30. And they're not having, a, they don't have a plus size section. Everything is just across the stores, like in general, like from, from zero, double zero, all the way to 30. And let me just tell you, I had the most phenomenal shopping experience when I went there. Mm -hmm. It was so easy to be able to find things. They were so accommodating. The fact that I was able to walk out of that store with two pairs of jeans, workout clothes that fit, everything that fit, try them on and feel comfortable. Like that to me. And what I walked out spending like $300 because again, I found yeah. things that fit. I was able to have that in-person shopping experience. And it's crazy to me that like, you know, again, that this, that is not the standard. Right. And that Old Navy is the first one to do. No, no shade on Old Navy, but I shop no, there for the same Navy, thing. Right? It's like, not, not know, getting high-end like fashion. These, the most, yeah. Right. You have all these other lines that are now providing more options um, and doing this plus size, but none of them are carrying in stores. I love Madewell jeans. You think that they carry plus in store? No. Sometimes. Very, like, they're, like it's sporadic, you know? You never know. Or they'll yeah. be like, yeah, we carried it, but only in this store. You know, like, I love Veronica, I love Veronica Beard. I love Veronica Beard. We did an event at Veronica Beard, um, well, right before the pandemic. So, like, two years ago now, which is crazy. And their Soho store for their plus collection. Love them. But, like, again, they only carry plus in certain stores and subset of, of, of sizes. So again, I think it's really it, it, the fact that we're consistently still in this place where as plus size women, we don't have an opportunity to have an in-person shopping experience in going into 2022 when we are the majority of the population. It just doesn't sit right with me. Completely. And I saw on the site and I posted it that you said that stat of like, what's the average size of an American woman, you know, and then also that clothes aren't always brands don't even cut clothes for us anymore. Or they oh. like, what the heck? It's, it's, cr it's crazy. Again, like, you know, I think this, this just goes across the board, like in yeah. fit modeling in general. And I know this because, you know, I have a lot of a lot of my friends in the plus size community are also models and are fit models for different brands. But the, the wide range of inequity in sizing is just astronomical. You can have a size, you could be a size 14 in one brand, and then you're a size 20 in another. It's insane. It, there, there's and, no cohesion. No, and it messes with my, well, my mind it messes with, right? Oh, no, so it messes with, right? And it's like, like what the heck? you know, there's vanity sizing, right? Where it's like, they'll, you know, again, they, they do the ladder where they'll make you feel like it's smaller, all these other things. But it's just like, why can't we have size equity across the board on yes. at least to a certain component, right? They're always going to be, there's always going to be certain instances that are potentially going to be different when you think about like a cut of a jean and things yeah. like that and a dress and whatever, but some sort of consistency would make all of the difference. So again, like thinking, taking a step back and thinking about plus amplified and all this work, we're thinking like all of these women that don't have access to community that don't have access to have these conversations that they're not alone, that they aren't the minority, that they are the majority, right? That they have the power inside of them to combat the fact that this word has ruled or dictated probably a lot of their lives for a long time. Mm -hmm. And that they don't find a lot of them don't find solace in their partners or, you know, they're the only plus size person in a friend group, all yeah. these different things, you know, um, so I think all of those culminated, you know, aligned for us really wanting to have this community space, this place that people could come and be authentic 
and really be able to understand and have those tools to take away from our different programming um, and workshops and things like how they can really thrive. Yeah. And be armed with changing the narrative when they get, you know, um, people saying, this is not right right at them right you know like people are going to say or they have the preconceived notion of what does it mean to be a plus size woman you know that maybe it has this connotation of x y or z that to have the community where you're prepared with like no that doesn't mean that right, right. so whatever debunking the myth that oh just well i'm a plus size person but that doesn't automatically equate i'm unhealthy Right. No, it doesn't. It also doesn't define right. me, right? And mm -hmm. I think there's, and I think there's so many it, it, understanding that just because I'm plus size does not mean, like that's not a box I need to check. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it is who it, it, it is part of how I identify in the sense that I portray myself to the world because I own it. Because I know that hey, I'm I'm a plus size woman. This is me and and all of my glory and and whatever that may look like. But yeah, I think the fact that like again to your point, you know. It, not letting it take over your life, not letting it be that place again, that you feel completely isolated because a lot of people feel extremely isolated and don't understand that there are, there is strength in numbers. Community does something different for you. Even for like, honestly, for myself, right? Like I mentioned, I, I went to fat camp when I was nine years old and you know, it was horrible. Um, but the beautiful thing from that was I was able to make this, great group of friends that I'm still friends with to this day that we have our own our own group chat where you know we live all across the country we still stay connected because we and that was really like my first taste of community and the power that it has so I was able to say oh I'm not the only one mm -hmm. I'm not the only one there's other people that feel this way there's other people you know and and you end up feeling strength from that and many sure. different yeah that's why i started beyond small talk i was jonesing even more community and and having these conversations that that's why i got beyond small talk like real conversations with women who are willing to get a bit uncomfortable mm -hmm. or a lot uncomfortable i've had some conversations on here where i was like oh i'm getting real and, but that's where the growth happens right totally. and that's where the um support and that's where my mind now i have mind shifts right yeah. like i just and i evolve and i just love it learning from women who experience their whichever topic we're on um every day inside and out and i love how you said that it's part of you but it doesn't define your whole being yeah. and i really for women that's this is my takeaway from you like that's what i need to and would like to keep in the front of my mind that my size isn't defining my whole being yeah and it doesn't and it shouldn't right and i think to your point yeah. you talked about you know, just because I'm plus size doesn't mean that I'm unhealthy. That's so true. You know, I think we, we, again, we have these unconscious biases about everything in life, right? Because of society and because of the way that it's been ingrained in our lives. And you're not that much older than me. I, you know, I'm 36. <laughs> yeah. so I, but again, about, I have an age thing. You can yeah. see my mindset. Like I'm working on that. And I've been chin checked several times on beyond small talk. People are like, you are not that old girl. And I, I get, I'm not, it's just, again, one of those unconscious bias that I've yeah. been living with yeah. and for a really long as time. Women, as women, yeah. our age and our, our age and the way that we look, and our weight are two but, ways that we're defined. You're in this narrative. You're, you're, you're attractive. You're not attractive. Or I hear you're attractive for an older woman. Right. You know, you're, get, you're pretty, oh. you're, you're pretty for a big, you, you, you've got a great face for a big girl. You know, you're, you're pretty for a fat girl, like all these other things, you know, and I think, um, you have to learn to, to understand and feel comfortable within yourself. And it's, yeah. it doesn't happen overnight. And it is a consistent journey. I have days that I'm like, Oh, God, I hate my body. You know, I, I have days that I, I don't feel great in my skin, you know, but then I check myself. And I remember who the fuck I am, you know, and yeah. I think it's about and it's about having that aha moment and coming back to who you are, and realizing that you are more than what society depicts 
as as defining you and i think you know whether that be your age or whether that be your weight all those things are are really important and i think from a you know from a resource perspective community is really great to be able to have that to lean into from a support side of things i think understanding the fact like when you when you think about negative self body talk that is a huge area but i know for me i still have to check myself once in a while on doing it you know we do it happens all the time and i think growing up specifically in like the 90s when like heroin chic was the thing when i was like a size 12 and i thought i was so fat and i was being called fat in my friend groups you know and i was being like being made fun of when i was a size 12 and i look back now i'm like god i was tiny i'm like what the heck you know but like you it, again it's 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 it, it's it's society right and i think understanding all of those components and thinking that this is what they're thinking of me but this is who i am and yeah. trying to come back to that and remove right. that self body that that unhealthy like that negative self body talk whether that be about your age whether that be about you know your weight and the way that you look in that in that outfit or whatever it is that day i think learning healthy ways that you can speak to yourself that you can like positive affirmations they work they work yeah. looking at yourself and saying i'm beautiful i'm amazing like those things are going to help you feel actually good and you fake it till you make it right like you you fake it until you start to feel that oh my god i really am that person and then people are going to see that person yeah 100% because again uh, we're not that far apart but i am in the world of you're right growing up in the 90s i've always loved fashion since i was a like young girl yeah, and same. what did we see you know what did we see in the magazines what did i see in stores all right. that so and also age so i have like ageism and sizeism like you know in my head and i like you said positive affirmation i i check myself a whole lot and i catch myself a whole lot and i say okay this is really deep rooted beliefs about myself that i'm processing and working to so anyone listening i also offer to be gentle these are years of of dialogue oh, that i'm like fighting you know you, yeah totally you have to give yourself grace it doesn't happen overnight i just i just had therapy before like in between you know like in between my last meeting and our call i had my therapy yeah. session right like you have to talk about things you have to yeah. again it's it's giving yourself that space that grace that availability to be vulnerable with you mm -hmm. and understanding that it is a journey that it's not something that's going to happen overnight and and also that you know what you're going to have moments where you're going to feel shitty yeah. You're, you're, it's not, you're not going to, no one feels amazing 24 seven, even <laughs> if you're on good medication, you know, there's still, there's still points, <laughs> there's still points that you, yeah. that you need help. But I think that's also where the community comes in. Where like mm -hmm. you having beyond small talk plus amplified, having good girlfriends, having other people that have similar experiences that you can lean into that can be supportive to you, you know, while you're navigating life. And I think for us, it really was like, okay, let's think about and talk about what these resources could be. So it's like right now from the organizational standpoint, we're really refocusing on developing a ton of tools that we're gonna be putting out mm -hmm. to the world, specifically resources, fat positive doctors and practitioners, whether that be a yoga instructor, a dance studio, a doctor, a fertility doctor, because let me tell you, we did a whole event around being, being a parent and fertility as a fat person and wow the experiences that i've heard from the women that we have interviewed on that panel and the women that attended that event it it blew my mind the biases and the like the negative experiences that they felt as women that were unable to go through fertility processes doctors that didn't want to even take them on as clients it just yeah astonishing astonishing you know and i think we're working to collaborate and put together all of these resources so people in the community can tap into that you know, ha like thinking about size equity also in space. For instance, if you go into a place, what like what do their seats look like? Yeah, going on the air on space. a plane, you on know? a plane, right? Like 
right. how awkward is it how awkward does it feel like i'm a part of a group a facebook group that's called traveling while plus size and it's all about experiences of traveling as a plus size woman uh well what experience did you have when you had to get a seatbelt extender on this flight yeah. and, and what did that look like and what was that conversation and all those things all of that is so important to have people to be able to reflect upon it with and again also share those experiences um specifically because to your earlier point there's so much bias that lives yeah. in the and it's eyes. sad even in the health community there's bias oh, yeah. even when you go to a doctor i remember now just what my doctor said and she looked at my weight and she says um you know it's important to limit your carbs she said that to me and i guess because of my age and my weight combo yeah um she said it's and now that I think about it, I was like, what? Like, that's not, that's not something that you should say. You don't need you to get, tell me a specific diet that I should be on. Listen, I, yeah, I'm all, wait. I'm all for doing what you want to do for your body. Whether that be, you want to get plastic surgery, that's your journey, get plastic surgery. You know, you want, you want to be on a diet that that's fine in a healthy way, you know, do things that work for you and that are, you know, I think everything in moderation is, is, the, is the direction to go. You know, I'll be the first one to say like, hey, guess what? I get Botox. I love it. I need it a little bit. I don't get a ton, but it's helpful for me. I look at myself on screen all day long. That's what I, that's something that I yeah. want to do for me. You know what I mean? So I'm not, not going to judge anyone that does anything specifically for themselves. But I think it's also about understanding what's your mind frame when you're doing yeah. those things. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think going back to that, like that bedside manner, it's, it's so imperative. You know, doctor, again, I was nine years old in fat camp. Nine years old. I'm not fat. I'm a child and it's baby fat. Like I'm growing. I'm developing. I, what, what, how am I going to, like the fact that you're putting me through this intense diet and workout regimen at nine years old, it's just, it, it's just beyond, you know, and it's still happening to this day. Completely. And I'm catching myself with my daughter, right? I'm yeah. catching myself because I, Oh, the, I see them, the, the words of my self in my early, you know, tweens and how I felt in my own body. And yeah. I see them coming out. And I was like, yeah. can I just catch those words and get them back in? Because I don't want to put that on her. And that's why I want, like, I was happy for this conversation because I don't want her to get my shit around my body um, image thoughts and that's right? what happens right let's be honest it, yeah you know it, it filters yeah. down and it's even still to this day like i love my mother to the moon and back she's an amazing woman and i've told her all this and she knows and she attends a lot of our programs you know and i always tell her get ready for the book and um but you know i think and, and part of what i say is like look you have definitely triggered me and 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 provided you know weight trauma issues and you still say things that are triggering me now. And now as an adult woman, and as someone that understands the words that affect me in that negative way, when she says things like, you know, if we're, oh, maybe you shouldn't have eat anymore. Or, you know, you know, oh, like I can always tell if she doesn't like my outfit, doesn't think it looks flattering on me because she just won't say anything, right? Or the fact that like the photos, like that she has hanging up in the house, like on the, most of them are like when I'm thinner, like all these different things, like people equating again, thinness to healthiness to oh, happiness yeah. when that's not necessary oh, thin to happiness yes when yeah. you don't know what someone's going through you know i know a multitude of people that have struggled with eating disorders whether that be you know as plus size women which is a whole other conversation in terms of people even acknowledging them or you know again if you could be anorexic uh, or you could be a, the perfect weight in theory from society standards and be completely unhealthy. So I think, you know, there's, there, there's so many, there's so many different ways that you can look at it. But again, going back to how I've learned to leverage and communicate with my mother about those things is I'll tell her, Hey, this is making me uncomfortable now. Could you please do me a favor and not talk to me directly about my weight? I feel uncomfortable about it or not do self like negative self body talk about yourself to me. Because that's triggering for me. Because if you're sitting there calling yourself that, and I know that you're smaller than me, then what does that say about me? Then I'm going to start to get in my head. Then you're triggering me. And then I'm now starting to think, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so fat, all these other things. And, and then that negative trauma, the circle just goes back around.
my mind is just thank you for saying that because I was like my mom will you know nonchalantly be like oh is that the lipstick you chose today mm -hmm. you know I mean what does that mean oh no. she tells me does that fit you well yeah exactly you, you know do you well? have anything else that's a little more flattering yes that's not flattering yeah. is that that's like really older more, people's or, favorite or word even saying that something is flattering Flatter. to you Right. Yeah. And that's something that I always have said forever. And like, I have to like really work on not saying that because now when I think about it and leveraging those words, like, Oh, that's so flattering on you. You're saying that's, that's making me look good. But maybe what I was wearing before didn't and flattering for what, for the body that I'm in, because it's not societal beauty standards. So it's those, those things, those terminologies that have been ingrained in us that we're using all the time. We're just not realizing and unpacking and understanding, again, like the bias that lives in them and, and the implications that can come from that. And I think, and you can see my cat in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I think that's James. Um, but I think, you know, just, just overall thinking about those words and unpacking it, it's the same thing. We do the same thing in diversity and, and in like in diversity work from a corporate perspective, from a racial perspective, or from, again, your pronouns area, right? Like those are things that we never used to think about growing up, like in the nineties no. and, and or in the eighties, like that was just not, that just didn't even matter. So now as we're continuously evolving and we're unpacking that, Hey, these words are, powerful to us because we're giving them that power but how do we modify our behaviors have that mindset shift which is ultimately what it comes back to your own personal mindset shift so that you can start to understand how can i make changes in some of the ways that i'm communicating to other people and to myself 100 percent, and that will have a ripple effect you know, exactly. with your community, with your family, with my daughter, with my goddaughter, that still I hear her saying, that's what you said. You called yourself fat. You know, like, and I was like, wow. And it's. The little ones are listening. Like, the kids are, are listening. These little young girls are listening. So thank are. you for it, that. It's important mm -hmm. to remember that, right? And it's like, like my mother would say, but I'm talking about myself. What is that? Like, why, why are you offended? Well, you're visibly thinner than I am. So if you're sitting there calling your A, then that means that you're saying that, I mean, think about the pandemic. Take a step back. Think about the whole pandemic yeah. where people were more consumed with staying fit and losing weight and afraid to have gained weight than they were to get COVID in certain instances. Like, there, you know, this, this, this like obsession, this obsession with, with wanting to fit that societal standard of beauty. Mm -hmm. and not yeah. again not giving ourselves grace and the reality is it's like dude i told i definitely gained quarantine 20 like that i'm working now on because i used to run around the city all the time i was always at meetings yeah. networking events all the things i work remote now in my apartment so i have to push myself to get my ass outside i have to create new routines that are going to help me move my body so that i feel better create new yeah. eating patterns again that thinking about so making sure that i'm taking care of my body and all of those things. But again, like that doesn't mean that I'm hating my body. It just means that for me, I know where I feel the most comfortable and I'm like, maybe I'm a little bit past that point. So let me figure out how I can get back to that comfort place and what that looks like. And I think it's addressing it in that space versus just saying I'm horrible. I'm fat. You know, again, thinking about giving that power to that word, giving that power to that word, or having that negative conversation with yourself versus saying, okay, we've been going through a global pandemic. People have been dying left and right. We, our entire world's got completely thrown upside down. Give ourselves some space, give ourselves some grace. A lot worse things have happened to people in the past 18, 19 months than you gaining a couple pounds. Yeah, that cause I can't fit in my jeans, like move on. So. Thank you for that mind shift for me for to, you know, change the narrative of when I look in the mirror and when I talk to myself that it's been a insane 18 months. And yeah, I had less movement. Just like you said, I was working, going in the 
all around. Now I'm sitting in a chair for how many hours a day exactly. and, you know, figuring out how to get in the movement, figuring out how I'm a mother, a friend, a wife running, you know, my side business, like doing all of that, just give herself some space and some grace that, yeah, I gained pounds. Like I did. And figuring out like being a woman in her forties, what, what do I do now? Because when I was on different weight journeys in my 20s and 30s, it looks very different than me in my 40s. And right. Totally. And I'm break. dealing with that also in being now in my mid-30s of like, what is that? It's totally different from when I was in my early 30s or my late 20s. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. Okay. I have to do things differently. I have to move right. around. I have to be, have different intentions around that. And I think it all goes back to understanding that we're constantly evolving. Our bodies are growing. Our bodies are changing. The world has completely flipped on its head. Give ourselves some space. Give ourselves the opportunity to say, we're still doing it. Our heads are above water. We're showing up for, how do you show up for yourself, right? Because you're showing up for everyone else also every day. Like you said, you're a wife, you're a mother, you know, you're a businesswoman, you're an entrepreneur, all these other things, but how are you showing up for you? And what are different ways that you can make sure that you're doing that in a healthy way and communicating to yourself, I love myself. I love myself. Maybe I want to continue to evolve and feel better about myself. How do I do that in a way that is sustainable and healthy? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's an excellent ending. Oh my God. I can talk to you for hours on this topic. We have so many things in common. I mean, what yeah. fashion, like I just Obviously. love to talk to people. <laughs> I know. I feel like we definitely have to talk offline and all the things. Like, yes, we should, we should we meet have... up at Luminary or something one day. I am all in to do that because this is like a hot topic on um, my like radar right now between fashion and um, since journeying into again I bring up my age and where my body is today and um I talk a lot about perimenopause because I'm in it like I'm deep deep in it and you know things <laughs> things happen during it and I'm like I'm not old enough to be in perimenopause but yeah my body is like yes you are so thank you thank you thank you thank you Janelle can you tell everybody and I'll put it in the show notes like where we can find you and yeah yeah absolutely so my Instagram handle is plus size underscore professional. Um, and then if you go on plus size underscore professional, there's a link to plus amplified and then thick city, which is the name of the show um, that I co-host every single week on Wednesday evenings at 8 PM Eastern standard time. We go back and forth um, currently between my Instagram and then my co-host Instagram, but very soon we are going to be live and up on YouTube and also on Patreon. So we're super excited for that. And if you stay tuned to our Instagrams, you'll find all that information you need to know. Thank you so much. Everyone follow her. Like she said, Thick City. It's like a good, fun, refreshing. I was like, you guys are really funny. <laughs> Thank you. Which you I guess, so funny. It's such a nice departure where it's yeah. like, you know, again, like I feel like I'm, I'm talking about like very serious conversations all day long with like global banks and all these other things. And then I'm like, I'm going to dress up as a unicorn tonight because it's Halloween. <laughs> hey, you have different interests. So thank you, exactly. thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thank you all oh, for joining thanks. us. And I look forward to us talking again soon. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining Beyond Small Talk. Next week, we're back at 4 o'clock. Thank you for keeping me up and glam till, you know, 8 o'clock. Thank you. Thank See you. you all then. Bye. Bye.